Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Return of the Roar podcast. Frankie Cardicelli, the season is winding down. Do you feel your energy winding down? Or are you still are you still just a spry young child waiting for every game to come by? No, nah, baby, I'm fired up. <laughs> wow. Uh, no, I'm 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 pretty neutral. Uh, hey, we won three of five. That's great. That's fantastic. Uh, tonight was a fun one. Tonight was a fun one. I mean, I know winning games at this point isn't really the greatest thing in the world, but it's hard to not to not be a little happy about a complete effort. Um, yeah, I mean, how you feel? How you feeling about it? I feel fine. I mean, yeah, like you said, it was a good win. It's always great. I think I talked a couple episodes ago about how it's always great to see uh, games where you know star players are out because the the role players always step up, and it's always great to imagine. You know, you're always imagining what would this team be like if uh, if they didn't have X or whatever the hell. And uh, yeah, the Kings have played surprisingly. I mean, we'll definitely get into it, but the Kings have played surprisingly well without De'Aaron. Fo- not well, but they they've survived without De'Aaron Fox. Well, I mean, they they were a couple possessions away from winning last night in uh, in Golden State, and then mm-hmm. tonight they. They didn't really ever get out of control with Dallas. They led pretty much the entire game except yep. for a little run there in the third. Um, you know, the, da- the the Warriors game and the Dallas game, both just what they have in common is uh, the team was, was fine offensively. The defense kind of let up a little bit last night against Golden State. But, again, Stephen Curry's on a different planet right now. Yeah. Uh, if you're going to lose because Steph Curry dropped 37. and He's that's actually your, got his own orbit. Yeah, that's like your biggest blemish. And then tonight, obviously, they held Luka Doncic in, in check. Uh, I'm happy with it. I mean, I'm, I'm happy with it. It's, the defense is playing a little better, I guess. Would you say they're playing a little better? Sure. I mean, and that could be a product of, you know, for the moment they are understanding that if they don't want to absolutely get ran out of, out of the gym, uh, that they really need to uh, actually put And you know, obviously all season they've needed to have a defensive focus, but... You know, if you're not going to have De'Aaron Fox, legitimately, like if y'all don't if y'all don't focus on defense, you will get 150 pieced. Well, they've held the the Warriors scored under 120. They scored 117, which still isn't great. But again, Steph Curry almost had 40, and then tonight they they held the uh, the Mavs to 106. So a lot of I, missed I, shots from the Mavs. By well, the way, yeah, they, they had a lot. Of, they had a lot of good looks, and I know yeah. that they were missing some guys tonight. I know Kristaps was out and. Uh, JJ Redick, uh, Josh Richardson, even Luca was questionable before the game. A lot, they're pretty banged up. But Luca, he seemed aggressive. He obviously finished with twenty four points, and he was being as aggressive as usual. Uh, he took twenty shots. He was four twelve and three. But uh, the Kings had a complete effort. They had a real complete effort. Uh, Rashawn Holmes just in time for for free agency to come by. <laughs> He's starting to put those uh, scary thoughts in our heads yep. about him leaving, pushing up that price. Maybe scores twenty four in twenty five minutes. Uh, yeah, I mean, how are you feeling with with Rashawn? Are are you feeling optim? Do you do you want him to come back next year? Because at this point, we know what he is. He he can keep playing the way he's playing. It's not really a question anymore if he can keep it going. He's been doing it all season. He did it last year too. He is an incredible defender in the paint. He might get some votes for all defensive. I know Mark Jones is going to give him a vote. I don't know if anyone else will. Uh, doubtful, probably doubtful. But he's he's played great defense. He has been the league leader in field goal percentage up until he got injured. I think I have to check, but. I know money could be an issue. Hypothetically, say the Kings move Buddy or they move Marvin. Do you want to bring Rashawn back, or do you think they're just? Is, it's one of those moves where if it's the price is right, it's definitely if the price is right for me. Um, I love Rashawn. I think he's a very, very solid uh, starter. But there's a cap to that. To me, I mean, you can't be paying him sixteen million dollars. Um, 
when you know you you just need to fill out other positions of of more need, especially when you're a team that doesn't have um, a lot of guys who are versatile. You need a lot of guys who can pass, dribble, shoot, play defense. You know, and the Kings don't have a lot of those guys. They have a lot of guys who can do one of those things, two of those things, um, but they don't really have many four or five tool players. Um, and I say that, you know, I just think uh, with with the center position in general, it's kind of one of those positions where you can fill – it's really a role position. Uh, if you have somebody who's great like a Joel Embiid, like a Nikola Jokic, that's obviously a, a big plus. But having someone like Rashawn Holmes, it's great. It's a very good luxury piece to have if you're not paying too much for it. But once you're paying – $16 million a year or something like that for him. It's kind of like, well, and it kind of, I've talked about it with Buddy, you know, where it's like, Buddy is a very, very good shooter. It's a very, shooting is a, is a very important skill that you need right now. But if you're going to be paying him 20, whatever, $20 million a year, we've talked about in the past couple podcasts, Terrence Davis, when he plays, looks a lot like Buddy Heald. He doesn't hit quite the same percentages, but uh, my bigger point is that you can find cheaper replacement players who do things that are, you know, if if you're not a dynamic player, and I'm not saying, you know, Rashawn, Rashawn's definitely, I would say, a more dynamic player than Buddy, but uh, you see, you know, a Chemezi Metu or something like that. I think, not saying Chemezi would ever put up, you know, the kind of numbers that, that Rashawn is or anything minutes. like that, for sure, but I just think, you know, from that position, you don't really need... Um, you don't really need Rashawn to to be paid that much. It's kind of no. like I'll, I'll wrap it up on this. I've always kind of fallen like it's great that Rashawn can have these twenty four point games or whatever twenty point games, twenty fifteen, uh, twenty point fifteen rebound games. But realistically, if you're a playoff team, you kind of want Rashawn Holmes getting like ten to twelve, maybe fourteen points a game. And he and he might uh, if. De'Aaron was was healthy, but like the way I see it is Rashawn, I want to bring him back if we if if it works out and we can. Marvin Bagley, I would imagine, is not playing any more games this season because yes. they it seemed like they were going to have him come back and play, and there was reports he was he was going to play this week, and then Luke Walton today just kind of like threw you know water on that and said, oh, he hasn't even played three on three, he hasn't even played five on five, he hasn't he has, he has so much to do. So okay, well, there's three weeks left in the season, but. Uh, Rashawn, who was injured, I, I think you know he's going to be a free agent, and he definitely is a guy who wants to keep his stock going up, which it's very high right now. Uh, Kings right now can't afford him. I just with the the way the roster is made up and the salary cap for next year, they probably can't afford him uh, unless they move one of Buddy Harrison or they trade Bagley. But even trading Bagley doesn't fully solve that problem. Uh, it, the way I see it though is like it, it could come down to the draft if the Kings lose. And again, they're playing pretty well right now. They've they've won three of five, which is not great uh, in the if you're looking at draft picks. But if they somehow sneak into the top five, do they draft you know a Mobley up there? Do they draft as a guy that can come in and play play center position? Do they want to build through the draft or do they want to build through free agency? I don't know. But if you want to build through free agency, I can't really say what centers would be a better a better fit than Rashawn to be a starting center next year because I know. Yeah, Damian Jones has been fun. I don't want him to be my starting center next year if the Kings are going to be trying to play meaningful basketball. My thing is, why do you need 
why do you need somebody good at that? And I mean, these are extreme circumstances, but you see, you know, you've seen the Warriors. I mean, Damian Jones was the starting center for the Warriors in in their finals runs. Well, they, I, I think of comparing the Kings to the Warriors with Stephen Curry and Clay Thompson. I'm and, just saying. I mean, yeah, I, I, I that I again. I said it's an extreme example, but I just mean you know you can build. You, you don't need to have a. Uh, I don't want to say no, a productive bo- player at center, bo- but essentially the center position, especially the way game, the game is played now, you don't really need somebody who's all that you know, no. all that skill or this all team, that talented. On, on this on team, this team no. as ex- like well, we don't need twenty fourteen Boogie Cousins. You know, we don't have Ramon <clears throat> Sessions at point guard right now. We have De'Aaron Fox no, and Tyrese, and but I think, I mean, again, like if you get a good, if you get good, getting good players is always the best strategy for winning basketball games for sure. So if you have Rashawn Holmes instead of having, you know, Chemezi Metu as your starter, that is that is definitely the preferred option. My argument is just like you could probably spend that money elsewhere on a player that's more dynamic and you can give up some of the things that Rashawn does. Yes, he is a good offensive a, a very efficient offensive weapon. Um, and he really is a weapon with how he's used that push shot and with his um, ridiculously high field goal percentage. Uh, but you can also just get an incredibly cheap option and get somebody who is only on the court to get rebounds or to you know play defense. It doesn't necessarily have to be somebody who you know like Rashawn is a great rebounder, can score, can also play defense. I, you know, those things are expensive. And Rashawn is honestly kind of a luxury piece. And the Kings aren't really in the position to have luxury pieces. Just like to peel the curtain back on free agents this offseason, uh, centers, Cody Zeller, Sergi, Sergi Baca, Robin Lopez. Daniel Tice is a guy who, like, I'm sure that could be an option. He had a big like, game tonight, if, actually. If, yeah, if if uh, if Holmes like gets a huge offer from from a contender, I could see the Kings going for a guy like Tice. He's a guy that I think the Kings look at. Nerlens Noel has somehow oh I would love built his way, built his way Ooh. up to it be, being a valuable player on on a yeah. very exciting Knicks team. By yeah. the way, they're very fun to watch. Oh, yeah. uh, we'll talk about them but a little also, later. Also, I mean, Nerlens is another guy who it's like I mean I can't imagine Nerlens getting more than like twelve million or something like that. But no. yeah, I think that would that's a perfect example almost of what I'm talking about though, where it's like. If you can get Nerlens Noel for nine million a year or something like that, that's somebody who can still give you something. But no, it's not going to. You know, you're never going to get. You're never ever going to get sixteen or twenty points out of Nerlens Noel. But he'll do things for you that are still conducive to winning in the same way that Rashawn Holmes is. Not Just a different way. And there's not many other names left in the list. There's Ed Davis, Ennis Cantor, no thanks, no thanks. Uh, Zach Collins. Bobon, uh, Jared <laughs> Allen. Jared Allen's restricted. I can see the Kings throwing him an offer sheet sure. for Sean leaves, but that, that, it's not that big of a market. Point is, uh, besides Tice, I think the most, the two most likely. This isn't an offseason pod, but uh, I'm looking at this list of names, and the most two, the two most, the three most likely names I could see happening to come into play center is either Rashawn Holmes comes back, you take a guy like Tice who probably give him a six, seven, eight million dollar deal. Uh, cheaper than Rashawn, obviously, what he'll get on the market, maybe even half as much, or you draft, uh, or they trade. Point is, <laughs> those are a lot of options. A lot of options. Uh, but I'm just thinking about it because Rashawn, every game he plays, it just 
it's one less game he possibly could have left in the Kings uniform. And it's uh, something I forgot about until today. I just I, He's been out for a little bit, and he, he didn't play much last night. And um, He's been damn good this year. That's all. He's been damn good. And, yeah, maybe the Kings don't need him to be as productive as he's been to for the t- kind of team they're building, but he is. He's a good player, and I'd rather him have him than Buddy Heald or, or Marvin. I'd rather have him over a lot of guys in the roster. So it's just kind of like I would rather say goodbye to other pieces than say goodbye to Rashawn. But I agree. Uh, those are decisions that they have to make in the offseason. They can't be made right now. Uh, but he played well tonight, and uh, I'm assuming he's going to keep playing well for the rest of the season. That's just the way he is. So, um, yeah. Do you want to talk uh, De'Aaron Fox? I mean, we really don't have much to say specifically about De'Aaron Fox, but it definitely needs to be mentioned that um, he's probably going to miss the rest of the season, correct? I mean, I haven't done the exact They asked Luke today, math, but... uh, they asked Luke today, the media, and he just was, again, very, they don't want to touch. I think he said he got fined or he got warned because he released too much information about someone that, that uh, had health and safety protocols. Mm-hmm. I can't remember who it was. Maybe it was Marvin earlier in the off, uh, this last offseason, but uh, De'Aaron... Going to miss the next 10 to 14 days, health and safety protocols. What does that mean? They don't disclose that. They don't say if he's tested positive for COVID. They don't say if he has been exposed. They don't say anything. There's no information. Conspiracy theorists, like, and I kind of am of, I'm in the middle. I, I think that they just kind of are, you know, uh, let's not have him get hurt during meaningless games. Maybe he was exposed to somebody, or maybe, I don't know. I mean, what do you think? It's just kind of like, it's very strange timing. I mean, it's it's very strange timing. I, I, I'm not going to say at all that, you know, anyone, you know, this is some backroom kind of thing where there's some backroom agreement, you know, where De'Aaron Fox is going to miss the rest of the season because it's in the best interest for the team to tank. I just think it's it's really crappy time. I don't know what whatever the case is that is causing him to be out. I just think it's really crappy timing. Um, I do think he'll probably – just sit out the rest of the season because there's really no point. I mean, um, it's kind of the same deal as Marvin, honestly. It's just what what is the team really going to be fighting for it at this point? And uh, all you can – you know, there's there's no good of to come from it, really. Um, it'll be interesting to see how Tyrese plays. We've already seen two games from him in the starting point guard role. He's played – Awesome in both games. Had a double double tonight. Had twenty four and eight, I think, uh, against Golden State. Correct, something like that. Uh, yes. Um, so yeah, I mean, to me, that's that's really the main focus for the rest of the season in terms of what what the uh, organization will probably be looking at is is to see just kind of what what Tyrese has fully in his bag. I feel like they'll probably really really tell him to like, hey man, like. Really experiment with yeah, your hit, game these hit, last couple hit, games. You know, put your foot in the gas pedal and go full throttle, and, and he has been. He's, he's looked – he didn't have a very good night from the field tonight, no. but uh, I du- noticed a double, double. A couple shots I feel like he wasn't taking earlier in the season. He kind of has taken. He, yeah, he the, started taking a couple The days. aggressiveness is there. Like yeah. he, he's I, I think last week we talked about how he wanted him to be more aggressive, and I think he took, he took 10 uh, – he was 10 and 20 last night, and then tonight obviously he did six, 6 of 16 isn't great, but – uh, 14 points on 16 shots. That's I'll take that. Uh, and 10 assists, five rebounds. Uh, he, he's had a very two very good games. I would say uh, 
from the field, maybe you don't categorize that as very good, but I'll take a double-double in, in five boards any day and three steals. And, man, like, he's still, let's not forget, like, he's still a rookie and a young guy, like, just a young guy in general in the league, a young point guard in the league who's who's on a bad team. And, like, for him to even, you know, to look as competent and as uh, as in command as he does at times, like, it's it's really wild to see. Yeah, he's played 54 games in his career. Um for and some, didn't have a full off season at all. Didn't no. get a full training camp experience. Didn't, didn't get a full college season last no. year. Full no. uh, sophomore season. He he had that cut short too. And uh, no summer league. No, tr- not much of a training camp. He got thrown into the fire, and he's been great. Arguably the best rookie the Kings have had since. Um, I mean, since you look at the Kings' other rookies, and they haven't even seen the floor. Yeah, I you mean, know, and that zero. that really tells you about how much trust and how much ability really Tyrese has. Well, when we talk about how good he's been as a rookie, and this is something I know you wanted to elaborate on how uh, how you want to see more from him. You want to see how he how he how he kind of transitions next year as a sophomore. But uh, as a rookie, he you look at what De'Aaron Fox is doing in his his fourth year. De'Aaron Fox was nowhere even near this type of player as a rookie. No. He 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 was. De'Aaron Fox, by his own words, really struggled his rookie year. Yeah, 11 points a game, four assists, and he shot 30% from three-point range and 41% from the field. Uh, Tyrese is beating all those numbers, every single one. Points per game, rebounds, assists, steals, shooting. Uh, Tyrese obviously is probably a finalist for the rookie of the year. It'll it'll probably be between, at this point, unless uh, LaMelo comes back, it'll probably be between uh, Anthony Edwards and... And Tyrese. tie, yeah. uh, except today you saw that Rick Carlisle said that he he thinks Tyrese is going to be the rookie of the year. But very interesting. I definitely would love for that to happen financially. That's what Rick Carlisle said, head coach of the Mavericks. Um, but just kind of like what you were thinking, how you want to see what he can do next year. It's just don't you think this is a pretty good omen? Like, hey, this guy is putting up solid starting point guard numbers. Like, if this was a veteran, I'd be like, wow, this guy's a good player. No, but absolutely. he's a rookie. And, I mean, it's it's everything. He's just – he's so tidy. His game is so tidy. Not a lot of fat. Um, he doesn't do a lot of things where you're just like, man, I wish – if he were to just take that out of his game. He doesn't have a lot of that. I would – if there is anything, I would say that jump pass is really starting to kind of – you know he's done it less. I think uh, he has, but even tonight he did it once or twice, and he he I, he started to realize like I can't just be doing this like two or three times a game. He, he can kinda, maybe do it once or he twice. He's caught on an island. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I th- I think it's unfair, honestly, to really criticize him on anything because of just how great and I I feel like I use the word efficient a lot, but he's just such an efficient player. Um. Yeah, I mean, you really can't ask anything more of of a rookie point guard. I can't. I mean, especially for a point guard, it's pretty much it's it's very similar to being like a quarterback. You know, it's you got to learn where everybody goes, and it's a lot of pressure, especially for a young guy to come in and do it. It's something that the Kings didn't want De'Aaron Fox to be uh, held down with that kind of pressure his his uh, rookie year, and so that's why they brought in George Hill, but. Yeah, I mean, Tyrese <laughs> Tyrese has been absolutely great. Um, you mentioned my concerns about just his not, – not even concerns, but uh, I think just the question with Tyrese Halliburton, the next step of his career is how good is he going to be? Is he going to be a good player, not great? Is he going to be great but not star? Um, where does he fall in that kind of thing? Will he – you know, 
I, I, will he be as good as CJ McCollum one day? It's and, funny. And it's, I they're, just, they're, they're, different. They're, they're like, you're reading my mind. I was going to say that. Different. I mean, I was going to wait for you to finish and yes. I was going to say, I see him in that tier. Yes. Which is, it's, it's telling. And I swear to, I swear to God, I, we have not talked about this before. No. Off. That's a very interesting comparison because CJ is a great player. Is he an all star? No, he probably should be. Probably he he should be. I mean, if if the league if it's not East and West, CJ is an all star. But are you okay with if, if Tyrese if that's the best he becomes? Absolutely. Like, I mean, to me, that's that. If and I, funny enough, I'm name drop here. I was talking to James Ham earlier at the game today, and I asked him pretty much the same question. Like, you know, De'Aaron can De'Aaron and Tyrese individually be as good as Dame and CJ? James said, well, you know, De'Aaron's already, De'Aaron's better than CJ at this point, or at least, you know, his trajectory says by next season, for sure, he'll be a Dame. He can get possibly to Dame's tier. He's never going to be the shooter Dame is. Dame is obviously, you know, Dame time, a ridiculously clutch player and and really an assassin. So that Dame is kind of in a category of his own, but you know, De'Aaron can still reach that top five point guard, top three point guard, wherever you want to put Dame, that upper echelon point guard in the league. And again, the question becomes: Can can Tyrese reach that level? And what what do you th- do? You think not Dame's level, but um, CJ's level? Where well, he's M- CJ McCollum's rookie year, but I guess we, we can take a and look I at think, that. And again, like the, in the same way I was describing as De'Aaron's game is different than than Dame's. Tyrese and, and CJ are similar in a lot of ways. I think uh, their ball handling, their ability to p- play make, pass the ball, be a great second option, really a, a, a secondary point guard for this amazing talent at point guard. Um, but yeah. I think, you know, CJ's no slouch defensively. I think he's gotten worse as he's aged and collected injuries. But Tyrese, to me, is by far um, looking like a more heady kind of uh, – I don't want to call him a floor general, but really like a a kind of defensive anchor, like a guy who you well, can build your defense on. From a from a defensive standpoint, CJ's having the best year of his career, um, steals per game wise, uh, or tied one point one steals per game. It's near as one point two. But CJ over the first two years of his career, he didn't play at all. He he played thirty. Oh yeah. Well, and don't yeah. forget too, CJ came in as a senior. He uh, he he spent right. four years at Lehigh. So Twenty-three year old rookie. He really didn't get good until he was about twenty-six. We're seeing Tyrese Halliburton right now do these things at twenty-one years old. Yeah, with all the caveats we said of no preseason, no no true training. They're camp, similar in size. Uh, CJ six three one ninety. Tyrese is six. Listen to six five one eighty five. Yeah. No. Um, oh, here's a question, Frank. You're 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 a weightlifting guy. Yes. Well, I mean, you know, gotta try. How much does Tyrese Halliburton weigh? Um, if you had to guesstimate, okay, well, on and you're you're being very generous because there's no way to me he's 185. I would say he's probably in the low 170s. That's what I would guess. I was gonna say 175 max. He might have been 185, uh, maybe when they when they weighed him in the off season, but well, and for sure, definitely basketball players. It's hard, a, it's, a, it's, especially young guys, lose so much it's weight hard throughout to the season. Muscle yeah. as an NBA, there's not many yeah. NBA players that are just yoked. Like you look at. Well, uh, yeah, we look at like Robert Woodard yeah. and uh, like Blake Griffin, but I mean he he's had a lot of injuries over his career and LeBron. Uh, LeBron is <laughs> is the big one. HB even is pretty big. Yeah. Um, it, there's not that, but there's not that many. Like there's not no, that many it's hard. Are, I mean, you just run so much that you're you're burning. Most a are very lean, lean cut. Uh, and I don't think Tyrese is ever going to be a guy that's going to put on a bunch of muscle. Yeah. Now De'Aaron so, yeah. has put on a good amount of weight. Yeah. I think like there's been times I've seen De'Aaron this year, and I'm like, wow, like yeah. 
if you look at De'Aaron as a rookie, how yeah. bony he was, and you look at him now, like there's that picture of him flexing after that dunk against the Pacers, and mm-hmm. um, he's put on some weight. Like De'Aaron right now is listed as uh, six foot three, one eighty five. There's no way that De'Aaron Fox and Tyrese Halliburton are the same weight. No. There's no way. No. Like De'Aaron's probably in the one nineties at this point, or or maybe De'Aaron, I would say De'Aaron's probably one eighty five. If De'Aaron's one eighty five, I mean I'm one eighty three. Yeah, that would, no, that would make sense to me. I mean scale wise, you and De'Aaron being the same. You don't way. even know what to look like, no, but you know, come, come see me at Calfit sometime, dude. Uh, come, <laughs> can see me, dog. Come see me, bro. No point is if De, if you're if you're gonna tell me De'Aaron and Tyrese are the same weight, I don't believe that. Like That's wild. I don't believe yeah. that. Uh, but again, he's a kid. He he's gonna put on weight. <clears throat> Uh, and I, I just can see him as a guy that could have put on like good weight, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I, I'm very impressed by his rookie season. I can't say it enough. We talk about him every week, and we'll talk about him probably for every week till the off season and through the off season because I see him as a big part of the future. Except there is like that one thought you had that he could be used as like, oh, he's the guy that could be. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I really hate to say this, and you, when I texted it to you, you said it physically hurts you to read it. It made me very sick when I read um, that, but it's something I could see happening. But, yeah, I mean, it is the question for for Tyrese's, like I said, for the next stage of his development of is he going to be good, not great, great, not all-star, star, whatever. Um, and for me, if Monty McNair at any point – in the next couple years is going to swing for the fences. I think Tyrese is, I mean, at the moment, he's the only true asset that could get anything really of note um, that could significantly impact the team. So any deal is going to be centered around Tyrese Halliburton. Um, I mean, even as as soon as this offseason, I can imagine, you know, it really, <laughs> let's not get into the mode where we're trading the you know, we haven't had a rookie like this in a very long time. Let's not get into the mindset of let's trade him as fast as possible. But, you well, know, I, I mentioned to you earlier, look- if the Kings, if whatever, for whatever reason, Monty McNair's like, look, man, let's get Bradley Beal in here and let's get a secondary scorer for De'Aaron Fox, who I know is a legitimate, you know, a legitimate NBA scorer. Um, I could see a Tyrese Halliburton top, Whatever pick we have, top seven pick, and Marvin Bagley, does that get you Bradley Beal? It's it for Pro- sure starts the conversation I mean, to me. It's and I know other teams can you know can throw offers out them at them too, but I think to me that's a really really good place to start at that not a lot of teams can throw. What I think about when I, when you said that, I mean. I don't want to move Tyrese Halliburton. It's just I don't you, either. But you look at Monty McNair, and he's from a winning front what? office in Houston. He make he's he's they're not afraid to make those moves. And it reminded me of like Victor Oladipo, who he only played a year or two, but he was a part of the Serge Ibaka deal, mm-hmm. and then he also was a part of the Paul George deal. Like in second or third year, like Tyrese is a rookie, so it's different. But just one of those young guys that have control because he has a bunch of years under contract still. Then he has a restricted free agency. Uh, it's just I, I'm afraid of making a move for like for a Bradley Beal or for another big name because there's no guarantee they're going to be here after the end of their contract, Absolutely. which would be three years. That's versus a very real concern. we have Tyrese for eight years right now. I mean, we we can match any offer for him. Yes, he's a king for till he's almost thirty at this point. The the let me play devil's advocate here. How much how much longer can the Kings continue to just wait on development? 
Because if you're really, really, really talking about building this thing, Tyrese Halliburton's going to take one or two more seasons to get to, I mean, and if things go great to get to like a really, really high level like that, uh, De'Aaron Fox, maybe next season will be at, you know, 27, 28 points a game. Um, the Kings are going to bring in another young 19 year old player. If they take somebody in the draft, I just don't see, I don't see how, if the team, if the Kings are going to be a really legitimately good team, how do they turn that around in the next two seasons? I don't think if it, they're just going to try and develop people. I don't think it falls on Tyrese though, because if Tyrese, no, again, I don't. Th- no, no, I don't no. think it falls on Tyrese, but I just think in general. I mean, the timeline. I, I just don't know how long Monty McNair is going to want to sit in a rebuild. I think that the moves will come elsewhere. I I, I truly feel like. Tyrese and De'Aaron are going to be the the one two. I think it could come. Maybe they sell Buddy Hill for dirt cheap. For dirt cheap, I think it feels that maybe way they, now. But like, maybe they like eat some salary. I don't know. It's I mean, just, what two years ago the core was? I mean, I'm I want Buddy Hill and I want De'Aaron Fox. It was. For, I mean, we were all, we, we were all sitting here talking about how. And I'm not saying again, Tyree Tyrese is going to fall off, but I just I don't know. Things move. We fast. all we all talked about I think three or two three years ago how Buddy Hill and De'Aaron were the backcourt of the future and. Here we are now. So things can change, and they have changed. But uh, the off is going to be interesting. I, I, was, I was telling my girlfriend yes, about it. How one hundred percent? I'm looking forward to the next eleven games being done. Uh, I think today you said a nice, funny thing. Can't wait. Uh, yes, that, I am. I am a deer and fox away from officially hating the Kings. And like they played well, but I kind of I, I I know what you mean. I think a lot of Kings fans like tonight was a tonight was fun. Like they've they've been yes, competitive. games like this. They've like, been competitive. I'm like, I need to relax. But during the, during the last still... month, yeah, I've just felt like I'd rather watch anything else. Really. Anything. Um, but hey, we love the feels team. Feels like a chore. It's right. just it does feel like a chore. Um, I'm looking forward to the off season though because it's going to be a very interesting, drama filled, hmm. uh, will they won't they tension type of summer as far as like will Luke Walton be fired the day after the season ends? Will the Kings trade Marvin for a bag of potato chips? Will they? Will they get a top pick in the draft, a top five pick in the draft? Will the lottery give us some luck again? Um, there's a lot. I'm just more intrigued to get through these last 11 games and just get into the real fun because the fun for me over the last 11 games right now is nights like tonight, watching Tyrese play, watching Chemezi play, watching Rashawn, you know, boost his his overall stock. Uh, love to see Bob Woodard get out there, some Jemias Ramsey. I want to see those guys come out there and play because – Harrison getting hurt tonight is is bad, and I feel bad for him. I hope he's okay. But I hope tonight was the last game he plays for the season because, number one, Harrison's had arguably the best season of his career. He played his ass off the last week. Uh, he's gotten his numbers back up to the incredible place they were at the beginning of the season. Uh, you know, take a victory lap. Him and De'Aaron both, take a victory lap. Yeah. Just let I him mean, ride. Yeah, we, we've talked endlessly this year about how the play-in tournament – is not it going for it is not it and also honestly the kings are pretty firmly in that seven spot if you ask me like they're what i think a game and a half two games out from the Cavs, who are number six um right, right now the kings are in the seven spot and, and they are it's, i think they're like four games back of Cleveland. Yeah, so that we have some ground we have to make it's, up. it's just tough it's tough when you're talking about losing teams Winning that kind, you know, gaining that kind of distance, regardless of, yeah, if De'Aaron Fox and and 
and Harrison Barnes don't play the rest of the season, I can't imagine the Kings win, you know, whatever. If How many games are there left? 11. 11. They're not going to win. They're not going to go 5 and 6. Here's whatever. the only problem with that. Uh, but We play Dallas again, who we've yep. matched up with pretty we well. We do match up very well. Uh, we play Oklahoma City three times. Yeah, that's not great. We play San Antonio at home. We play Indiana, who has had a pretty down season. We play Memphis twice, who they've been pretty great. Like Those should be two losses, I'd imagine, at the end of the year. For seeding purposes, because Memphis... Memphis is still technically fighting for a playoff spot. They they're a half game out of falling out of the tenth spot. They're mm-hmm. they're they're eighth. But but I'll tell you what though. At least I just I don't know. I, and then they play we play Utah twice. So I just I can't see. I think we're at the point where any team is. You know we we can go zero and eleven. Like there's I think I would love OKC that. plays hard. Like they've got they don't have talent. But at this point, if De'Aaron's going to be out and Harrison's going to be out. And Marvin, who which, knows? whatever. I mean, yeah. But, who 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 else knows? You know, who knows who's going to miss random games here and there? Oklahoma um, City's going to be pretty cool, I think. In I about mean, a year yeah, or they've two. been a really fun story, and they've been a really fun team, and they're not going to let the Kings roll over them because they've been in this situation all season. So they're past the point where they're, you know, sick and tired of of playing. They're well, they're going to try and go out every night and beat your ass. Oklahoma City's lost fourteen straight. Hey, bro, <laughs> it sounds like they're due. <laughs> Sounds like they're due. I, OKC is not. I, I, by no means am I saying they're a problem. No, but, hey, Dort. But they're that's against they're, Dort. They are not the Kings. The Kings lost to the Timberwolves how many times? This oh, season? Uh, too many to count. And but so over they, the last two years, I think yeah. they've, they've they're like they're one and four or something like that. But and, the Kings. Yeah. Um, the good news as far as the short term draft prospects is they do play Utah and the and the Lakers and Dallas the next three. Dallas, if they have all the guys healthy, they should be able to beat us. The Lakers have AD back; they've been playing great. And then Utah tomorrow, I'm assu- or uh, Wednesday, I'm assuming, even without and Donovan, the last game of the season as well. Yeah, like even without Donovan tomorrow or on Wednesday, I'd imagine that the Kings don't stand lose. A chance. Uh, but again, the Kings have some ground to make up, and they're in danger of falling out of the top ten if they win. If they keep winning at the rate they're winning, they they've won three of five. They have a one game lead over the t- uh, nine ten spot, so. It's going to be interesting to watch them a stretch. They've jumped before. I think the year that they got Marvin, they were the sixth or seventh pick. Um, yeah, there were seven, I think. Yeah, there were seven. But and, uh, yeah. Either way. Um, even the year they got De'Aaron, they were, I think. They were fifth. Fifth, no, 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 and then they moved were, up to second were, and then got pushed. No. They moved to third. I think they were seventh, got pushed up to second. To, to third. And then third. They had and a pick, pick swap. Swapped. They had a pick swap, so they would have probably drafted Tatum. I'm guessing if they if they right would they have drafted Tatum? Uh, yeah, probably or no, they would have taken Josh they, Jackson. Get the f- get the f out of here, bro! I almost curse you. That uh, made me that made me so angry. Ten thousand percent. That made me so angry. Um, any other thoughts from the games before we move into uh, awards and little playoff talk? I think we all need to collectively pitch in for a gift basket to the house of D'Angelo Russell because that fool hates us. He really does not like us at all. I don't know what that's about, but that dude hates us. What do we do to him? I really don't know. I remember the first time he played in Sacramento as a rookie. It was was Kobe's last game in Sacramento, and Kobe didn't play in the the fourth. But D'Lo went off. D'Lo scored like 12 straight points as a rookie, like a little baby-faced rookie. And that's when he did like the ice in my veins thing and everything. It, it, it was it was pretty new. 
Uh, he twisted his ankle on the next to last play, and then Rondo had a, a, a dumb game winner, and the Kings won. But I remember at that point, I was like, oh, it might be a problem. And then you got the Brooklyn game, and then both games against the, uh, or all three games yeah. against T-Wolves this year. It's just, yeah, I mean, D'Lo, bro, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> whatever we whatever did. Whatever we did, I'm sorry. Sorry. Um, but fault. Kings have played well. Maybe you like that, maybe you don't. They won three of five. Take with that information what you will, you know, do what you will with that information. But uh, moving on, do you want to do playoff talk first or awards first? Let's do awards first. Okay. Let's knock all the Kings talk out of the way, yeah. and then we'll go. Uh, and if we'll you don't want to listen to the playoff talk, exactly. you know, we're, we're going to talk a little playoffs, and if you can tune us out. Yeah. Um, so. King of the week. Yeah, king of the week, man. Um, shoot. Who do I want to go with king of the week? Well, I'm going to go with. I, was, I want to go with Tyrese Halliburton. It's a good pick. You already said it. I, well, I mean, yeah, I guess I'm going to go with Tyrese Halliburton. Um, Can't take it back. No take backs. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to say DeLon Wright, too, just because I really like— Happy birthday, I, DeLon. I really appreciate how uh, how DeLon Wright is, has uh, picked up his form recently, and I think he's, he's, uh, he's shown the, the type of player who we hope to see next season. And that's also something I would like to add to uh, something else that we can watch the rest of the season, something I was paying attention to a lot uh, in the last game is— it's the play of Terrence Davis, the play of uh, of Halliburton, and the play of of Delon Wright because that's more than likely going to. Uh, no, I didn't. Say and Matthew too, but do you want to throw him in there or no? I was just saying them specifically because I they're going to be our backcourt next year for that's sure. True. And they're under contract. That, you know, they're more than likely well, going to be our. Um, Davis isn't. He's restricted. He's free restricted, agent, but yeah. they'll probably. I mean, I'm assuming they made that move because they want to bring him yeah. back. It just yeah. makes too much sense. Like that's another thing I was talking about uh, with someone at the last game too was. He's too similar to Buddy, like their play sets. Like if you trade Buddy, there's your guy with a streaky shooter off the bench right mm-hmm. there. So, um, so yeah, just watching them has been uh, has been fun. I, I think I've liked what I've seen, and I think uh, with some time for them to actually play together and learn each other's games during the off season, I'm I'm pleasantly intrigued with uh, with the prospect of our future backcourt. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna give it to Tyrese because. Stepped up big in these two games since De'Aaron's, uh, De'Aaron's been out. And, uh, yeah, I mean, again, I said it earlier, but really can't <laughs> – there's no, there's not much fat to trim from his game. Um, he's just been awesome, really yeah. fun to watch. Can't remember the last time. Do you know um, no other Kings scored a field goal in the fourth against Golden State except Tyrese? No other player? No other Kings player scored a, buck, uh, a field, field goal. goal. Just, just yeah, I mean, like against the Warriors the other night. Yeah. yeah. Thank God. I mean, thank, thank <laughs> heavens that for Tyreek Evans, for, for Tyreek Evans, and that Tyrese Halliburton fell to twelve. Because if we had, uh, who did uh, Phoenix took Jalen Green or something like that? Yeah. Whatever. If and we would have uh, taken Devin Vassell, I think if we would have taken Obi Devin Toppin, Vassell. I'm just oh. saying, if we would have taken somebody who wasn't productive. What is this? Season? What if Tyrese went thirteenth? Uh, that That's would just that would yeah, scar like, the hell out of me. I couldn't be. I wouldn't be able to handle that. Just if we Who didn't did go thirteenth, uh, I don't even remember. That's a great question. Um, I want to find out. I want to find out. I don't know because the thirteenth pick. I think Neesmith was fourteen to the Celtics. Kyra Lewis Jr. Oh, good pick. Or Kyra? It's Kyra. Kyra. Yeah, it's Kyra. Kyra Lewis Jr. Who I, I honestly won the Kings. I didn't have Tyrese Halliburton on my radar because I thought he was going to be gone. Mm-hmm. 
I had Kyra Lewis. I think you and I, even like our friend that bet, we we talked about the yeah. Kings taking him. I, uh, think, I think our friend did do that. Yeah. Our friend did do that. I think so we, I think our friend definitely. I think our friend definitely took. I think them to both be of our friends definitely uh, put below the twelve and a half or uh, before the twelve point twelve yeah. and a half pick. Yeah. Anywho. Anyway, no. So cool, Tyrese. Tyrese, that's, uh, that's mine. Mine will be Harrison Barnes because Harrison Barnes, mm. the guy has been just playing great basketball lately. Uh, it might be the last time we see him this year. I mean, I don't know anything about his injury. I'm sure he'll be back, but I'm just speculating. It was an, an abdomen issue. It could be oblique, could be his groin. That could mean missing two weeks. Uh, over his last 12 games, 18 points per game, six boards, three assists, a steal. 52% from the field, 44% from three. Uh, he had 19 points through three quarters tonight. The guy, was just, he's been on a tear. Um, great season for HB, arguably the best season of his career as far as an all-around, uh, you know, the all-around aspect of his game. Um, he is kind of like one of those those motors that makes the Kings run, whether we all want to admit it or not. I mean, I don't think any Kings fans are afraid to admit that, but um, I, I think Kings fans have really sh- shied away from, though, he's not worth this and that. Uh, he's worth all of his money this year. I think he's yeah. played his ass off. So, um, HB King of the Week, maybe the last King of the Week in his King's career. Maybe he doesn't play again ever in a King's jersey. Maybe he comes back in a week. I don't know. I'm not going to risk it. I want to give him some love. And if he doesn't play again this season, like big hats off to Harrison Barnes. I can't remember the last time I've been this pleasantly surprised with a player's, you know, season. Just like a real surprise of a season and. uh Typical Harrison, you know, he couldn't not have his ups and downs because that's the player Harrison is. But, um, man, the ups, he 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 really, really, really showed something. And um, awesome. It was just it was just really awesome to watch because, again, like it, it came out of nowhere. Yeah, man. It, it, great season for HB. Uh, I think coming into the season, the narrative was he's overpaid and the Kings are making a mistake. And I, mm-hmm. that narrative is completely gone by now. Yeah. I mean, it's it, he he has value. He's going to get some some calls. The Kings are going to get some calls. He has uh, two years of control left. Uh, if not this offseason, this upcoming trade deadline next February, um, he'll get some calls. And Kings will probably get value for him. Or they'll get value from him, from him on the team as a player because he brings value in the locker room, on the floor. Uh, he's only going to be 29, I believe, this mm-hmm. this May. So, which is absolutely insane. Which is Yeah, he's 28. That's absurd to me. So, uh, HP, congrats, buddy. Now it's time for the Cola Machine of the Week. Um, I'm going to go with King's victories. And uh, I know we've talked a lot about how we never want to root for King's losses and we don't ever want to root for tanking, that weak mindset stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> we've we've also mentioned our friend who, who likes to put money down on things. Um I have a friend who put that the Kings will win under twenty eight and a half games this year. Um, you have four. I mean, your friend has four wins to play with. Four wins to play with, and over eleven my, games. My friend thought he was pretty secure when the De'Aaron Fox news hit. Your friend needs a three and eight stretch. <laughs> my friend could use some help. Even for the Kings, that's pretty bad. Yeah, uh, I mean that'd be great for the draft. So your friend needs some help. He needs to kind of pray to the basketball basketball gods on that one. But um, but also wrap up the season, please. Yeah, I'm going to give um, the Cole Machine of the Week award to myself. Mm. 
You deserve it. I've no, like I've been very down on the Kings lately. I've been very negative, which I'm I'm not usually very negative. No, you're but, not. Uh, this might go kind of maybe something out there might reflect on it too. A lot of people have been so negative lately, and I I find myself doing the same thing. Um, I shouldn't feel like I want the season to end. I know I'll miss watching the games once the season's over. I think a week will probably go by where I'm like, wow, thank goodness. And then I think it's going to set in probably during the first week of playoffs when, oh, the Kings aren't on anymore. And yeah. it'll be fun watching the playoffs, but the Kings are our team. It's who we talk about. It's what we love. And, you know, there won't be much. We'll do playoff podcasts and, like, talk about what's going on around the league. Um, but we won't have any Kings news probably until, what, late July? Well, I mean, you said it. I mean, with we could get news that uh, that Luke Walton might not be employed the day after the season's over. So we don't really know. I mean, yeah, um, I think we'll be getting news. I mean, yeah, like real, real news until July. But that kind of, you know, I, I was going to say earlier when you were talking, I think this summer is going to be – a real test on all of our mental health and just our stress levels because on a daily basis we're going to be waking up and it could be the day that X happens, you know. And yeah. The, the possibilities are endless. And that's what I want. That's what I'm looking forward to. And, you know, hopefully uh, hopefully some things happen this summer. I, I know things are going to and things could happen literally as soon as the last day of the season as far as uh, some coaching news is concerned. But uh, give it to myself and other Kings fans that are out there kind of being – Negative and wanting the season to end. I tr- promise so you, me. we want it to end now, but we won't want it. To be, we, we'll, we'll be sad that it's over when you know the playoffs are in full swing. And speaking of playoffs, Frankie, um, for all of you just Kings fans, people who don't watch the NBA at all, besides Sacramento Kings, now is when you can turn it off because uh, you've met. You just mentioned actually that we're going to be continuing to do podcasts even. After the the King season is over, we're going to be talking a all lot of long. playoffs all summer long as well. Um, we don't plan on stopping. We're planning on doing at least at least once a week uh, for the remainder of the summer. And of uh, course, breaking news will pop up too. So we'll exactly. Be able to, yeah. um, but I thought it would be fun if, as a little um, precursor to the playoffs, if we I like to do things into tiers. I think tiers are a really fun way of just kind of getting all conversation out that you need about each team um, or about whatever topic you're going to do. So uh, we're going to do tiers. Um, I don't know how many tiers it's going to be yet because we really didn't plan this out. Probably just A, B, A, B, and C. Like A being can win the title, B being on the fringe, and then C being out. You got to title them somehow. Um, Yeah, for sure. I like that. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty much the concept. You broke it down for me real quick there. Um, and it, it, yeah. doesn't, it doesn't need to be. I mean, I mean, you can start off if you want. Do you want to do east? We can do east first and west second. Sure. Yeah, we can do. Uh, yeah, we'll do individual cool. uh, conferences. Why don't you give me give me your? Uh, do you have them out in front of you? Or I yes, can go. I do. No, cool. I can I can go off the top of my head, man. Okay, man. Well, give me your A. Give me standards. give me your A tier, which is teams that can win the championship. Like they can actually win the title. Yeah, and for me, it's this is a tier of two for the Eastern Conference at least. This is a tier of two. It's really for me Brooklyn. I think um, for all the obvious reasons. I mean, the talent that they have, Kyrie, uh, James Harden, and, and Durant. Even though they don't have any true big, um, which is going, they're definitely going to get tested for that. 
um, by Milwaukee, especially by Philadelphia. It'll be interesting to see uh, what kind of numbers Joel Embiid can put up and if, you know, how much that really um, affects Brooklyn's game plan because, you know, I don't think they were expecting big things out of Aldridge, but without without him, they really just have DeAndre Jordan, Nick Claxton. Blake, Blake Griffin. Um but I mean, are you going to put Blake Griffin on Joel Embiid? Are you going to put Blake Griffin? This we can talk about this later. But are you no. going to put Blake Griffin on Anthony Davis? Are you going to put Kevin Durant on Anthony Davis? Um, these are the questions. That's the thing that I think could uh, end up plaguing Brooklyn. Maybe stop. Maybe Philly can give them a weird matchup and and stop them. Um, the Bucks, to me, I mean, they're the team that's been there year after year. They have the talent. I mean, they've got the they've got the recipe. They've got the superstar. Giannis is there. Middleton's a great secondary option. J- Drew Holiday. I almost called him Justin Holiday. Drew Holiday has been a great addition. He's freaking played the best defensive basketball of his career. Um, he's fit in like a glove. I think they would have been even better with Bogey, but. I think the Bucks are a team that you know. Eventually, I think they're going to get over the hump. If you, I, Giannis has won three MVPs, or two, two MVPs, back to back MVPs, is in the conversation this year. Definitely won't win it because people aren't trying to give him three straight. Um, that's not the only reason why the NBA doesn't like to do that. Yeah, but I'm saying that to say eventually a two time MVP, a multiple time MVP, is going to break through, and. Uh, you know, besides Brooklyn, and look, Brooklyn hasn't been healthy at all this season. I think uh, the trio of KD, Kyrie, and, and James Harden has played under five games together combined, so they have to stay healthy. And to me, I'm going to talk about that pretty much relentlessly through the playoffs because all playoffs are about is matchups and health, and how that plays out throughout the series and throughout the playoffs will determine your champion. Yeah, my my uh, my A tier is Brooklyn. Philly and, and Milwaukee. So you have Philly in there. You think Philly I've, I've, is a legitimate? I think Philly legitimately. You think they could in a universe if we roll this universe out a hundred times, they win once. I think that yeah. I think any of those three, the Lakers are a question mark. LeBron, AD, uh, if they come out and they're fully healthy for the playoffs, they could win the whole thing again, sure. But on the off chance yeah. that they're not, I think Brooklyn, uh, Philly, or Milwaukee could beat them in a seven game series. For sure. Well, I'll use that to transition into my B tier because I have Philadelphia falling just at the top of that B tier. I think the problem with them that I see is just, and I love Ben Simmons. I'm a Ben Simmons supporter, but they're going to need somebody else to get points. I mean, when when Philly was at their best, to me, was um, I think it was Ben Simmons' rookie year, actually, when uh, they had J.J. Redick. And I think they ended the season winning like 19 games in a row. or It was something stupid like yeah. that. Um, and ever since then, really, they haven't been able to replicate that kind of offense. Um, now they're kind of a little bit built more on size and physicality. And I just don't think in the playoffs with – especially with – I mean, maybe if Brooklyn wasn't there um, – it could they could muck up a series with the Bucks and and take that to the finals, but I just don't think that they have the kind of offensive firepower needed to hang with a Brooklyn. Um, you know, in the last five minutes of the playoffs, when you just need buckets, Brooklyn's got endless supply of buckets. KD, Harden, Kyrie. I just don't. I literally don't see a, a universe where. You know the Sixers can with Joel Embiid, ben unless Simmons, they're in, unless Tobias someone's Harris, injured, 
unless someone's injured. Which I is mean, why I have to put – I can't just put Brooklyn in there by itself. That's fair. That's very fair. That's very fair. KD takes one bad step. That's the run, very the fair. run's over. Very fair. So Very, very fair. Use my own medicine. No, I'm, no, no. It's totally fair. I think it, it's legit. If Brooklyn's healthy, like if I wave legit. my wand and they're healthy, yeah. they're the champions. Yeah. Definitely. But, w- but will they? Will they? Um, um, and so, I mean, yeah, that kind of leaves the rest. Um, the, or who's well, in your B tier? My B tier, then yeah, the rest. I, the rest. I mean, I, yeah. uh, my kind of be surprising to you. My, my B tier is only one team, and it's Miami because Miami to me is kind of sneaky. Like last year, they mm. were kind of sneaky too. I don't think many people expected them to come out of the East. And mm. uh, you look at their roster; they're another team that's kind of battled injury problems this year. Like not, they haven't all been healthy at the same time. Drogic has had problems. Uh, Jimmy Butler's had problems. Bam Adebayo's had a strong season. They they obviously got Nemanja from us. Uh, they got Trevor Ariza, who's their small forward. Um, our boy Dwayne Dwayne Dedman is their center. Yep, their backup center. Uh, here they have a deep team. They have a deep team, and if they run into any of those teams who aren't fully healthy, they could be a matchup problem. I don't disagree with you. I think my, all of that is very true. For me, it's just all year Miami has looked exhausted, and I don't know if. All of a sudden, during the playoffs, they're going to catch their wind. I think, without a doubt, like they have the talent we saw last year. They were kind of in a real similar situation. They were an afterthought. Exactly. No one's thinking about that. I mean, you know, some people were like, Miami could be a scrappy team, but I wasn't. Um, they probably deserve to be in my B tier for sure. Um, I just kind of don't see that lightning striking twice. No, I mean, you look at last year, uh, Miami was 44 and 29. This year they'll kind of have a similar win loss over the ten game, uh, the ten game difference. I think they have what, eleven games left. They probably could finish like a 37, mm-hmm. 25 type of record. Mm-hmm. Uh, what no thirty seven, thirty five? No, what about math? Well, a little worse this year actually. You know, not a math pod. Um, so I have a question. So you're, where do you fall in the power rankings, if you will, of Miami, Boston, and the Knicks? Uh, that that order that that order. Miami, Miami, Bo- like the Knicks are fun. They're playing really well. I don't know if it's sustainable. Um, Do you think the Knicks are fun though? I, I I'll be, so would I'll you be, put I'll be rooting for them? I'll would you put it in them. that order of you? I mean, I I think at the moment as it stands, uh, sorry, there goes his phone. All three of those teams would be uh, road teams, correct? They would. They would. Be- uh, yes. Right now, it would be. Uh, Miami's the se- uh, seven seed. Boston's a six seed. No, the Knicks are a four seed Knicks at are, the moment. The Knicks yeah, are four. Bro, wow. the Knicks. Have, the Knicks. Oh, they just lost. Uh, what, did they lose today? They lost. They, they lost it was today. Close, yeah, though. they it was lost. Close. Uh, that's right. Chris Paul hit that shot. Um, they were on a nine game winning streak before tonight. Uh, so the Knicks are a real legit team, and I really wanted to bring this up because I think there's a possibility. I was going to ask you, can the Knicks win a playoff series? I mean, if they're going to go against Atlanta, I give them a really good shot. But I was going to ask you to put that – is that your order for t- Miami, Boston, Knicks for how you would faith that they will win a playoff series? I would say no. Uh, I just would say no. Atlanta's been playing pretty well. Um Boston's been playing pretty well lately too. It's just I, I don't know if the Knicks have it, but have what it takes. See, I I'm the opposite. I think the Knicks' play style is more conducive to the playoffs than that of the Hawks or Boston. Maybe not Boston, but even Boston, I feel like is relying incredibly heavy on Jason Tatum. Jalen Brown for sure has proven that he can be a solid playoff player, but 
again, if you're going to ask him to be putting up 24, 25 a game on a nightly basis to carry them to a certain extent, I don't know if he can do that yet. He's had a very good season, but um, that I don't know if that's that's too much for him yet. But we'll, that's what the playoffs are for—is for proving yourself. Also, just want to throw in Washington is one. I think they won nine in a row, eight in a row. Yeah, I mean that's whatever. Like I'll put them in my C plus tier. They're right? not. They're not doing anything in the playoffs to me. I mean, they could beat. Uh, they could beat Indiana, and they could beat Charlotte if Charlotte were to beat, you know, Miami. Yeah. But. Yeah, sure. I I don't I don't disagree. Anyway, she's throwing that in like that's kind of interesting. I saw that, how well yeah. they've been playing. But no, I would say uh, just to round up my tiers, Brooklyn, Philly, or, or Milwaukee are my A. Uh, the Heat are my B, and the rest are C. For sure. For the yeah, East. and I have uh, I have Brooklyn and Milwaukee in my A. Philly and my uh, Philly and uh, Philly in my B. And really, I have. Man, what I I'm really trying to think. Even what, what would you consider your B tier? Would you consider your B tier like possibly going to the finals, like Western Conference Finals or uh, Eastern Conference Finals? See, yeah, I mean, like I can't. I I just don't think. I guess I'll put Miami in there because I could see a possibility of it. I I want four tiers because I'm going to put the Knicks and the Celtics in their own tier where it's maybe potentially win around. And again, I would probably put Miami in that as well instead where it's like, yeah, they can win a round and maybe take a second round team to six or something like that. But, um, and then I would have teams that are one and out. Um, but that's where I fall. And now we can move on to the West. Cool. Um, and then for me in the West, I think I really only have, and this is an interesting conversation as well that I was having earlier with somebody. Do you think the Clippers deserve to be in that? Here's the well. Actually, let's 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 do the list first. Who's in? Who is in your A tier? I mean, mine's easy. Just both LA teams. Okay, for sure. Perfect. Lakers, Lakers Clippers. Yes. Okay, mine as well. I was I was curious if you were going to maybe have Utah in, in there, or if you were going to exclude an LA team. Just or to kind of like let you in a little secret. I think the Clippers. See, so that's interesting. Why do you think that? They're really deep. Uh, are they though? If they're healthy, it's are ca- they though? It's similar, it's similar to Brooklyn. If they're, they're healthy, they're worse than they are last year. Yeah, they lost Montrezl Harrell, so, but so is but so they are lost the Lakers. Lou Williams. But so are the Lakers. The Lakers are better than they were last year. They got Schroeder, who's they're, playing the best ball of his they're a career. Five seed. That's because LeBron and AD haven't played in twenty Exa- days. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. If the, okay, but the Lakers aren't even a contender. If that's what we're talking about. Well, if LeBron and AD, if LeBron are and AD aren't healthy, they're not winning. No. they're not winning. Which is they're not winning have, anything. Which is why I have the Clippers going to the finals. That's see, but my thing is, why, like, what about the Clippers makes you think that they are more prepared this year than last year? I don't. I have a feeling, man. I, I'm, I'm looking at the roster. I like it. I, I'm looking. Maybe, I hate Nick. Like, I don't. I shouldn't say I hate Nick Batum, but like Yogi, Nick Batum wasn't playing minutes last Yogi year. Yogi Ferrell and Boogie. They got Yogi Ferrell and they Boogie. Got Boogie. They got Rondo. Kings, baby. No, I just. I don't know, man. I feel like I feel like playoff P is gonna pandemic P Bruh, is gonna make a comeback. He's gonna show up <laughs> something fierce. I'll tell you that. And like my problem is, it's just way too much Kawhi and PG. Like yeah. those guys are gonna have to already. They're going to have to average like seventy a game between the two. I don't know. And then it's a lot of Marcus Morris. 
It's a lot of Zubac. Ibaka's it's a been hurt. lot of Reggie Jackson. Ibaka's been hurt. Ibaka's back. been hurt, but also hasn't been that great for him. I don't think, you know, I wouldn't say he's been an upgrade over Montrez Harrell at all. No. Um, Marcus Morris. Uh, Nick Batum, again, is getting way too many minutes. 33 uh, off the bench. And let's not forget that, I mean, Ty Lue's their coach. Like He has a championship. I would have smacked this time. That was, that was David Blatt's Bruh. team, though. That, that, that was David Blatt's <laughs> That's team. That's wild. Um, did David Blatt get a I ring? Mean, so he, they have a worse coach. They have a worse bench. They wait, have, did David Blatt get a ring for that, that 16 I'm championship? I'm sure he did. I don't think he accepted it. But he, yeah, they was, sent they it. fired him mid-season, right? Yeah. 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 They would definitely have to send um, him the ring. I don't know if he accepts it. That's my take. I mean, I'll, I'm going to stand by it, too. That's but fine. We'll see what happens. Hey, that's totally fine. And I couldn't have egg on my face in, in a month and a half. We'll if see. I, if I'm a betting man or my buddy puts money on it, I, Look, I, I hey, still think those, the Lakers, I'm sure those but, are good good odds on the Clippers if you want to take them. No, but, just, I'll just kind of throw out my tier real quick so we can kind of keep yeah. moving. Uh, Clippers, Lakers are my, my A. My B is going to be the Nuggets and... Maybe the Jazz, probably Nuggets and Jazz, and then the rest. Like the wow. the Nuggets or Jazz wow. could make it to the Western Conference Finals. That's so disrespectful. You don't believe in the Phoenix Suns. I don't believe in the Tell Phoenix Suns. Tell me why. I, I don't know, man. It's just they're another team where it's like I feel like those Lakers Clippers teams like yeah. they win that series in five or six to me. I just Chris Paul has been great, yeah, a revelation. But on the interior, can DeAndre Ayton handle some of those big lineups? Like. Can can they You're handle the Nuggets? Can, what would can can Aiton handle the Joker? Like, what, what what would they do if they play the Nuggets in a in a seven game series? You're not wrong. I I I don't disagree with you. I just I think Phoenix deserves <laughs> deserves to at least get in the tier. I think would, would they, Portland beat Phoenix in a seven game series? I don't think so. I do think Phoenix is legit. I like their. I really like their role players. I like Mikael Bridges. Um, I, I think. Look, like, we also haven't seen Devin Booker in the playoffs either. Uh, Chris Paul's a real monster in the playoffs. We, I mean, you know, he's say what you will about what his actual success is, but um, Chris Paul has made this team into a very, very good winning team. And, uh, you know, again, I totally agree with everything you said. I don't think uh, DeAndre Aiden's going to be able to handle anything that is is going to be thrown at him in the playoffs, and I'm sure it's going to be a real issue, and I I don't even think you know they they have a good, as good of a chance as Utah, but um, I, I'm going to put them in that tier. I'm going to put them in the B tier. This is a long way of me of me just inserting them in there. So I, I've got Utah, I've got uh, Denver, and I've got Phoenix in mine. Well, I mean, I, again, I feel good about my LA teams. Uh, a sneaky team, I will say. I will say is I think Portland could make some noise this year. They do have a pretty balanced roster to me, I think. Um, they're a game away from from topping Dallas right now and moving out of the play-in scenario. Uh, Memphis has looked good. The Warriors are always a threat. Uh, if if Stephen Curry's playing this way, they could sneak their way in, into you know a first-round upset maybe. You, you could see them being the 8 or 7 seed playing Phoenix or Utah. And are you, never you know. calling for another We Believe season? Don't you dare! Don't you just did it? I take it back. <laughs> I take it back. I, just because I don't want to see those memes go around. No. I, I don't disrespect that team like that. You know, Warriors fans don't. But um, you know, that was just a little, a little fun, little fun uh, tier list. We'll have some full NBA playoff like predictions. Yeah, I mean, as I the predictions. I want to do predictions. Like, yeah, we should all do our predictions and picks. Mm-hmm. Maybe throw out a graphic. Uh, maybe our friend can put some money on it. Um, yeah. Maybe we can have a show bet where yeah. we can, you know, we'll fund 
something. I don't know. Maybe we'll give the money to the winnings to charity or something. Why would I do that? Hey, man. I don't know. Tax purposes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's a good point. All right. Well, All right. Yeah. Let's get. Let's. Yeah. We we've eaten enough. It's eleven ten. If you made it this far, you're a real one. You're a real one. Um. Again, yeah. Look out. We're going to be doing a lot more playoff talk. Um. As the season winds down, we've got two, three, two, two weeks. I think three weeks actually yeah. of like Kings basketball um, to talk about. So weeks. guests will be coming. We will guests be lining will up. definitely be coming. Lining up guests. A lot of guests for the off season. A lot of the Kings Herald guys. A lot of the NBC Sports guys, a lot of the 1140K HDK guys, a lot of who knows, but we're going to line them up for you. Yes, we will. Um, and that's all. I really, I thought I had something else to say, but uh, yeah. no, that's it for me. Uh, for my guy, Frankie Cardicelli, across from me, I'm Chris Watkins. Thank you all for listening. The season's almost over, y'all. Um home stretch just enjoy it just really enjoy this last 10 games try games of king's basketball and just try and, uh, just remember it's all going to get better eventually hopefully shadow pfizer